We have hit a point in our podcast where I'd like to open up the box. I mean, there's obviously Lean and Six Sigma, Operational Excellence, or any kind of continuous improvement. I, I feel that our listeners can or have more content or contributions to provide us and maybe even enlighten some of the listeners on how they feel about certain topics, just not what we think about those things. So if we could get a brave soul willing to come on the podcast, would love to hear of unique ways that people have used maybe a different tool, best practice, or even better, a lesson learned from maybe a poor execution of a tool. Go to our website, www.esuccess-methods.com. Click on the button that says call for content. Let us know what you'd like to share. Welcome to the E-Success Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical worlds of Lean, Six Sigma, project management, and design thinking. In this episode number 169, Virtual Meetings Basics, Part 1. If you're just tuning in for the first time, find all our back episodes on our podcast table of contents at esuccess-methods.com. If you like this episode, be sure to click the like link in the show notes. It's easy. Just tap our logo, click, and you're done. Tap, click, done. Here we go. Hey, Jacob, how are you? I am doing good, Adam. How are you doing? Jacob, I am doing great. Jacob, we're going to try to get back to basics a little bit. It's, uh, it's a little bit advanced for basics, I suppose, if you want to call it like that. So the the idea of there, there ain't no BB without IT, and this is getting to facilitating meetings, but uh, more advanced than that, facilitating virtual meetings. Hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, pretty much the idea of, say, 10 years ago when uh, I was conducting a project across across the country and couldn't be there all the time. They were at a customer. I couldn't be there all the time. It, it was considered, you know, rather advanced. You know, I was the expert at uh facilitating these meetings uh, remotely through whatever web conferencing tools that we had at the time. But since then, it's uh, it seems like to me that uh, you really can't live without it. Yeah, especially in today's world, right? I mean, we have teams or members that are not necessarily all sitting in the same office, mm-hmm. more or less sometimes even not in the same time zone. Right. So, or maybe in cases in different continents. <laughs> so depending on how that goes and, you know, um, especially as, continuous improvement folks are probably not there in every location or every office space available. We are in, in most organizations, a shared mm-hmm. resource. Mm-hmm. So being able to support some activity or support some projects might in most cases uh, need some of this assistance. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, I have some brainstormed objections here. Uh, one being, and this one I kind of can feel because as I look at my computer right now, I have a post-it piece of tape over my camera. This is, I'm not comfortable with a camera facing me during my meetings. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, it depends, right? I mean, if I'm sitting in my home in my PJs, yeah, I don't want somebody <laughs> seeing me in my PJs. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the same time, if the expectation is I'm already in office right. and I'm collaborating with somebody else in another office then at least I don't have the problem because it, it's almost like me being in the in a meeting room with the other person that's my meeting room. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there's a, this feeling that you are going to behave as if you're in private because you are forgetting that people are looking at you and, and maybe you'll do something embarrassing or, or something like that. But but I would do that in a meeting room anyway. So I'm only going to, hopefully, I'm only do thing, doing things that I would do in the meeting room and nothing else. <laughs> That that really is the point. It's like, hey, yeah. you're 
you don't pretend like there's nobody on the line or nobody watching you. Uh, pretend yeah. like you're in a room with a bunch of other people. Just, be- just because you physically don't see the other person doesn't mean that you're still not needing to be professional or doing whatever you're supposed to be doing. And I would think that you know if both parties have cameras on, that it wouldn't be that mm-hmm. hard to you know for your brain to be there. Yeah, you know this is this is one of the challenges that I typically have sometimes, and it's different now that you know I, I have a two monitor screen uh, on set up, uh, but you know otherwise you know if I really want to see the other person on the other side, I I have to blow up the other person's picture or window. Uh, to the maximum size, and if I'm sharing a document or if I'm trying to read or gra- grab something else, I have to minimize this, and at that point, it makes it like the other person's not around. So right. I- I- even in that aspect, it makes it much more harder mm-hmm. to, to and sometimes you know, have that. Uh, but that's not this objection. That, that objection is uh, something different. Right, right. So how about this one? Uh, I'm not fast enough with chatting to participate well in these meetings. Uh, Somebody not being computer savvy, so so I guess ch- with this one chatting, I in, I intended you know um, texting essentially typing uh, mm-hmm. in some of those chat windows that you might see on a webinar. Uh, what do you think about that? Does that matter? Uh, if that if it's purely an audio meeting or even there is no audio and no no video, that's then it's it's more like a virtual meeting space, mm-hmm. and everybody's having parallel conversations or trying to be in that same space. So. I've never encountered this at all. In fact, a lot of our uh, our teams uh, today, they actually use this feature a lot, especially when they're working across different time zones because there are some of these tools that save the conversation that's happening or going on. So this is the primary mode of communication within the team. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you know, there's folks working in the U.S. hours and then the rest of the team is based in, say, Asian hours, uh, the thread of conversation exists. So for the team members on the other time zone, they just have to come up in the morning and maybe spend half an hour, 45 minutes going through all the conversation in each of these. Um, and next thing you know, they're ready to pick up and continue from where the other side left off. Interesting. So, so this is this is just a, a daily log, not necessarily live facilitated meetings, but this is just public conversation that is recorded. For later team. consumption, okay. Later consumption or even live consumption. Like, okay. You know, people within, you know, if, if the three of us are working together or two of us are working together, uh, we can, you know, communicate using this chat window or chat chats channel. They call it Slack mm-hmm. channel. If you want to, if you've, Slack is the tool they use and channel is what they call it. So you can create different channels for different individuals or groups. And whatever is being posted in the channel, you can share files. You can do a lot of different things. So they use it in that way. It's, it's not necessarily a meet, a facilitated meeting. It's just right. a, a workspace, if you want to call it. That's like uh, coming into uh, your inbox is full with a bunch of reply all yep. sort Emails. of messages. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And, okay. it, and things don't get lost, right? I mean, and it's right. a single source of conversation that everybody in the team adheres to. Now, I see this one, and this one sort of resonated with me. Well, that's why I put it down there. But uh, I've attempted to do online gaming before. My wife was really good at it. And she can text with one hand uh, and uh, you know go into battle with a, a, a large group of other people who were really good at it. But for me, it was just like I could not multitask enough to be part of this this battle situation. <laughs> so I basically gave up. I gave up on gaming. But there are people who are really really good at it. So. You know, if anything, if you ever need to facilitate that complicated, I think, you know, ask a gamer. <laughs> yeah. 
think they can do it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're you know, as much as people don't admit it, you know, how many people are have or still do text and drive or check emails and drive or do all those things. You're you are multitasking. Yeah, you're not probably doing one or the other perfectly well, but at the same time, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's still something that people do often enough. <laughs> well, it's a different level. Have have you have you uh have you done any World of Warcraft or anything like that? Uh, no, that I'm, I've not admit? been on that. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I have not been in any of those games, but I have, you know, I play PS4 games once in a while. Right. I, actually, mine's the PS3, but yeah, it's <gasps> not. I'm, I'm old school. Sorry, I just haven't graduated up yet. No, and, and um, when I tried to just hang out with her doing that, uh, it's like going into, it's like, it's, it's a whole different world. It's like uh-huh. going into real battle and... Uh, uh, only I can't keep, I can't read fast enough and I can't type fast yeah. enough. Yes, exactly. And and it's all lingo, right? At that point. Yeah, you're right. Yep. <laughs> all right. So I'll let that embarrassment go. Yeah, I I tried gaming. It didn't work out. <laughs> or and objection three, my company won't pay for virtual meeting software. Is this a good excuse? You know, I've never encountered this excuse. There is always something or the other available. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never like I've worked in multiple organizations now. Never had that issue come up at all. I mean, uh, a small company, right? Uh-huh. A small hundred people in the company. You wouldn't think you would have to use anything like this. But, but if it's a hundred people company, hopefully they're all in the same place and you're not distributed in multiple places and you don't need a virtual meeting space at that point. Right. But I, I think that uh, the the opportunity could come where you would need a virtual meeting. Maybe it's with a supplier. Maybe it's with a, uh, a customer. Uh-huh. Or salespeople, and uh, I don't know. I do think that there are some, but, but you know, free but, options available. Yeah, it's free. I mean, if it's if it's a one-off or a two-off thing, like even things like Google Hangout or you know, exactly. your, or FaceTime. You know, if the other person is an Apple user, even mm-hmm. that's available, which is so easy now that it's not. It's not. I wouldn't say that's a challenge at all, especially for one-off sort of situations. Right. Agreed. All right, so let's talk a little bit about so the reasons for virtual meetings. We've touched on it already, but some stats that are out there uh, from Forrester, 43% of U.S. work from home, and that has continued to expect to rise. So uh, telecommuting That people. number seems really high in my opinion. Mm, well, I just you couldn't digest that. <laughs> well, you didn't do the research. Forrester did. <laughs> but the point is, have you seen the traffic every day? And yeah, if right. And if that's only 57%, geez, what would happen if the other 43 get on the road too? <laughs> Stay home, people. Yeah. yeah. I guess they maybe, maybe they're not working from home home. Maybe they're all working from Starbucks because uh, – their internet isn't yeah, they, fast enough. They, hopefully, they don't have to get on a highway to get to the Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, that, that number seems maybe a sample size needs to be reviewed, but yeah, that number just seems high. But right. I get the point. There's a high number, high percentage. And, and it says they expect it to rise, but I don't know. The trends that I'm seeing, at least where I'm working, they're really cutting away at that, and they're, they want more people to come in to work and collaborate in the office so, rather than they're, they're doing the, what Yahoo did and said, all right, no, nobody, no more telecommuting. Everybody come in, you know. But actually, I'm, I'm getting the other side of things where um, most of the companies are encouraging people to get out because they don't have to pay for the space for that person. Mm-hmm. Any of the even though it's minute electricity or power or, or even desk space or cleaning supplies or janitorial supplies for that person. Oh, yeah. Um, 
a lot of people are considering that uh, just from a cost savings perspective encouraging right. people to work from home uh, uh, yes it for those companies it will only be as successful if they have enough environment set up whatever it is or tools available to help be collaborative or facilitative in that space mm-hmm. you are listening to e6s methods podcast brought to you by e6s industries Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. Are you applying for professional certification in your field? You'll be happy to learn that all this time you've been streaming Jacob and me into your ears. You've also been earning continuing education units, or CEUs, which can be applied toward most professional certifications. You can do your research, all the math, and figure out which episodes are applicable for which discipline, or you can save yourself the time and hassle and just order a CEU report from us. All you need to do is provide us with which episodes you've listened to, and we'll provide you with a portfolio including details about each episode and a certificate of recognition with a CEU breakdown by competency, including leadership, tactics and tools, strategy deployment, and principles and philosophies. So if you have certification on the mind, start here and save some time. Just go to e6s-methods.com slash CEU to order yours. Okay, and 40 to 60% of IT and manufacturing work is offshored from the U.S. Yeah, I can see that. So, I mean, those are, and despite what promises have been made, I don't think that's going to change much. I don't think it's coming back. Uh, I think it's still going to be a global economy, and I wouldn't expect that number, that number to change very much. We're pretty entrenched with a with a uh, offshore manufacturing of most of our high end goods. But it could change as long as we are okay with prices inflating or inflation yeah. happening. So we'll leave the politics out of it. So we're going to continue to I think to have a global supply chain and projects with customers and vendors. So basically, virtual meetings. You, the opportunity, I don't foresee too many work scenarios where virtual meetings would not be a benefit or necessary. Totally agree. I think it's just going to be basics at this time. Yeah, it's table stakes now. Right. It's, so no, long, the, it's no longer a specialty. It's normal. Okay. So some of these challenges that you uh, mentioned to me, uh, walk mm-hmm. us through some of those challenges that you find to be more regular. Well, the, 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 the most one that I have is when there is a time zone issue, you know, especially when it comes across continents, when it is across time zones, mm-hmm. just being able to have overlapping time is usually very, very hard. Scheduling the meeting, you know. So it, the, the people issues, right? Yeah, the people. I mean, in general, just having a conversation or finding time on a calendar is hard enough on somebody's calendar. Now, when it's across time zones or when you have an overlapping time of two hours or four hours, you're just making it harder at that time to have a have a thing. And you're trying to cram it into people's regular work schedules and if that works, right? Yep. But then like, you have a group of people that says, well, I work between this hour and this hour, and that's the only time I can meet. Yep. And, and you know, I mean, let's be honest. Like, with, if you have any sort of operations or businesses in Asia, you, you don't have an overlapping time. Right. One of you is working outside of your hours of, you know, of your normal expected work hours. Mm-hmm. And hopefully these, these are things that you've discussed before you got hired <laughs> or, uh-huh. you're in, or you're in for a rude awakening. I'll stay out of that. But yes, that's what happens. Yeah, I'm having the challenge of trying to overlap with uh, the Philippines uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Australia. Australia, there's a little bit of overlap. Well, actually, no, there actually is no overlap, but I, I work a little bit late to work with Australia. 
but in the Philippines, it's a it's a significant challenge because it's pretty much opposite time zone. Yep. the The other challenge that I normally hear, or normally face, I shouldn't say I hear, is in general um, when I'm on a virtual meeting, especially when there is no webcam associated or a video factor associated. Mm-hmm. I honestly have no idea what's the focus or the concentration of the participation from the other side. You know, are the people multitasking? Are the people doing different things over there? And this is just a call that they are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are they cooking, clean? I've heard plenty of, you know, cooking going on and cleaning of the dishes or loading the dishwasher going on in many conference calls. So the question becomes, is it truly a meeting that it was supposed to be? AKA, if we were all in the meeting room, would we have got things done much more effectively Mm -hmm. um that's something that always is a challenge that i hear so how often you catch somebody you ask them a question and then they start answering but they're been on mute or something like that oh yeah that's that's constant or the dog in the background you know some sometimes so let me ask this do you have regular i have i have people who say okay ground rule here here is nobody goes on mute uh, mm-hmm. And a ground rule here is everybody must have their camera on. Do you observe any such ground rules? No, not necessarily that. In fact, we go the other way where we say, please go on mute because if things are going on in the background, I don't want to hear it. Right. Uh, and specifically because, you know, because of between the Asia, one of us is always commuting, you know, either I'm commuting home or getting into the work or they are commuting home or getting out of work or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're in public transportation and at least in big cities, you're not driving like, you know, you have advantages in some of the cities. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in public transportation, all the announcements in the train and everything else going on is ah. going on in the background. So I don't want to, that'll just distract the whole call or maybe nobody can even hear what's going on. So you're, you're expected to go on mute. Right. So, so you don't, but at the same time, the hope is you're muted, but you're paying attention and not mm-hmm. just muted and not doing that. And that's where it becomes a question. Are they actually concentrating on the topic on hand? Or how about when they're off mute and all you hear is a bunch of typing? <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> now, I used to have a ground rule that nobody goes on speakerphone because the sound canceling when you're on the speakerphone and you're and you're talking uh, it's not a discussion anymore. It's a it's a it's an oration and a soliloquy, and one person could completely dominate the entire meeting and never realize that somebody was had been trying to interrupt them because they the speakerphone is is doing is shutting off the micro uh, shutting off the speaker when the microphone is being activated. So I used to have that uh, ground rule that if you're going to be on your desk phone use this this handset that way you can hear what's going on rather than just you talking over everyone got it yeah i've never seen that uh well i I did a lot of these calls with sales folks and some of them can certainly dominate a conversation i I can see that happen and there's no there's no like interrupt buzzer like where you can just say hey we're trying to talk stop talking we're trying to we're trying to so, talk about your last point. <laughs> so I've had that problem, but I want, I'm thinking now, is it because they were on speakerphone or they just don't pay attention to what's going on on the other side? <laughs> so, uh, I, I tend to believe that the that particular technology, uh, you cannot hear and talk at the same time. You otherwise, you, otherwise, you get feedback over the over the speaker. Interesting. Okay. All right. So what what else we got here? You, ha- you have multitasking. I, you kind of covered that. Was there more on that one? Yeah. No, I think it's it's mainly that. Okay. And unable to judge another person's reaction or mood. You know, it's like facial expressions always say so many things, right? Or body language. You can you can read if the other person's 
truly being sarcastic or something else. But on a conference call, you have no idea mm-hmm. <laughs> what that message was or whether they were trying to be be productive or destructive in that conversation or comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from the, from that aspect, it's really sometimes hard, especially if it's a group of folks that you're not familiar working with and you're trying to set some activities or get some aspects of your meeting in play, just being unable to do that, I, I personally see that as a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And and the and the other piece is, you know, when you when you're not necessarily seeing the person, you don't even know if what you are saying is being taken in the right spirit or in a different spirit. So right. misinterpretation of your words or misinterpretation of your ideas, you know, this happens, right? When especially when you are in like two or three different groups. You know, there's let's say a group over here and a group over there. Pretty much one group will be on mute uh, and maybe discussing on the side what the previous comment was when somebody else on the other side's already gone to like three bullet points after that. Mm-hmm. So just not being able to see the body language or just not being able to follow up what I could catch up in a face-to-face meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is these are all scenarios when there is no sort of a video aspect into play. That always makes it harder. So if you were to put together a what you would call a list of best practices for a team that is 100% virtual, nobody's at the same place, mm-hmm. and what would you expect to see in order to have the most productive meeting? You as a facilitator, what tools would you like to have at your disposal? Yeah, you know, that's a hard one, right? Because now you're expecting everybody to be able to share a video or share a video feed, but mm-hmm. then now if there is, let's say, six people, right? There's five people or six people on this call, each of them individually having a video, then, you know, it's it's hard to focus that way into a meeting room or into a web page. I don't know. I haven't been, I haven't successfully found one, but that's what ideally I'd like to do because if I had six people in a room with me, I'd want to, I want to replicate that scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, I'd like a tool which has a whiteboard or a white space. So whatever thoughts or notes we are sharing can be physically in front of everybody so we can see what's going on with that. And uh, if I had to pull or share a presentation, it's easy enough to kind of facilitate that through the tool. That's what I would ideally want if, okay. if a tool such, exists such a way to help make my life easy. Thanks for listening to episode 169 of the eSuccess Methods podcast. Stay tuned for episode 170 for part two of Virtual Meeting Biba Basics. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in the show notes. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comment section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at esuccess-methods.com or on our website. We reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then clamor and share it. Don't forget you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down virtually. <laughs>